The Crotchety Old Man Podcast is not a registered investment, legal, or tax advisor, or a broker-dealer. All investment financial opinions expressed by or on the Crotchety Old Man Podcast are from the personal research and experience of the owner of the site and are intended as educational material. Although best efforts are made to ensure that all information is accurate and up-to-date, occasionally unintended errors and misprints may occur. Before you invest or make any investment-based decisions, consider your own personal circumstances. You should do your own research and seek advice from a financial professional. Well, 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 it's happy Thursday again. Thirsty Thursday, if you've uh, really come here to learn and and, and think and grow rich for yourself. But anyway, today's podcast in the studio, we have, uh, as always, my partners in crime. My main man, Paul P.C. Clemens in the house. And our crotchety old man, George Crumley, standing nearby in the studio. Welcome, gentlemen, to the podcast. P.C., what's going on? Oh, man, the stock market is going crazy. My money's melting like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I need to get with you, brothers, because three heads is always better than two, which is definitely better than one, to find out what we need to do with our money. <laughs> well, hey, we have no bond better to answer that question than our, <laughs> our, our buddy Paul, I mean, uh, George over there. George, <laughs> absolutely help us, help us George. Help us. So you know what my you know what I do. I don't look. I take the coward way out. I haven't looked at my portfolio in about a month. You know, I listen, I, sometimes I get these tidbits on the TV and the radio that the stock market, you know, the Dow is down and this is down. And man, I take the chicken way out. I don't look. That's that's all I can. That's my best advice. <laughs> I've been following that too, you know, because I'm with you, George. Hey man. I, I don't even want to see it. Uh, I'm not looking at it because anytime you look at that stuff, you hear people talk about buy the dip and all that. You know what? I don't even want to see the dip. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like you. I don't even look. Yeah. But, you know, in all seriousness, you know, it it goes back to some of our earlier uh, recordings as far as strategy. You know, you have to look at, you know, why you invest. Are you investing for income? Or are you investing for long-term growth? Are you investing for re- for retirement? And with that said, I mean, that, that should be your overall strategy. So what the market does on a day-to-day basis really shouldn't affect that. Um, you know, there's, there's, it's traditional. I mean, that's why they, the stock market does, it goes up and down. That's exactly what right. it does, you know? So you have bear markets, you know? So that's, that's expected. But, you know, just as it goes down, we expect it to rebound. So, you know, sometimes you just have to be patient and kind of watch it. But I think overall, it's, it's, you have to make sure you understand why you're investing and what you're investing in. You know, those are the kind of key things. If you, if you felt comfortable and you did your research on why you're buying these particular stocks, that should not really change. Okay. So, but if you're doing speculative things, maybe that's a little bit different. But, uh, I mean, that's my point of view. What you guys think? Well, you know, to my uh, when I look at my portfolio, I've um, I tend to ma- uh, invest in what I understand best, and that's commercial real estate. So for me, I look at those stocks, uh, and as you guys know, and we pretty much have shared, I think, in the past, is that I focus primarily on stocks that pay me dividends, regardless of what happens to the volatility in the market. And mine is uh, I have a, this uh, notification system on my phone. 
And I noticed that all during the ups, the down swings and all that stuff of the market, almost every other day I'm getting a team, a bean or whatever, letting me know that a dividend is being paid. So my portfolio, and I did take a peek of it after the kind of the dust settled. I understand yesterday the market was up 600 points or whatever. Didn't look at that. But what I did look at is the amount of dividends I've earned. Uh, not only just the past quarter, but the past year. And I was astounded that even with the volatility, the ups and downs of the pricing of the market or what have you, I still receive dividends. So to your point, George, my investment strategy is for income, you know, but the income, the dividends just goes right back and buy more stock. So in essence, earlier when we were talking about buying the dip, in essence, I'm buying the dip automatically because on a dollar cost averaging basis, as I get paid those dividends, instead of receiving them as income, they're going right back and buying more stock. So when the dip comes, my dividends are still buying stock. Now, so, my strategy is a little is, is, is similar, but a little different because um, I don't I don't have I don't have um, I don't have a big pension to depend upon. Um, so the majority of my my dependence is on my Social Security. So I'm I too am looking for I'm looking for money. I'm looking for you know I'm looking for payout. Um, and one one thing that I've noticed um, since we started buying dividend stocks is it doesn't matter what the market's doing as long as you got dividend stocks and they pay out every quarter you're gonna get paid. You know so though, that's the thing that I invest in most often right now is dividend stocks. I'm 70 years old. And, you know, as we retire, uh, you know, you uh, you have a depreciation of income automatically, you know, when you retire. So that just bolsters my income. And I've even uh, bought stocks to where um, I can I can um, I can pad my money against inflationary times and that sort of thing, which you can do. You know, uh, uh, you figure in the year 2030, they're going to lower the um uh, the uh, the uh, Social Security amount that you get by six percent. So I buy six percent or ten percent more stock just to be able to cover that when that happens. You know, so that's my strategy. Interesting. Hey Gary, some on the, one of the things that we talked about is uh, REITs. In fact, we did a podcast on REITs. So um, isn't it true that REITs have to pay out ninety percent of their revenue in dividends? That's true. That's right. That's mandated. Talk a little bit about that. Well, REITs, you know, uh, let me go back. REITs, uh, for our listeners who may have not tuned in on the other podcasts, is that the acronym REIT stands for Real Estate Investment Trust. Think of it like this. Uh, Real Estate Investment Trust is somewhat like a mutual fund, but it operates quite differently. And to the point what George just made, that they have to pay out their dividends or pay out probably at least 90% of that. Okay. So, to that end, when you look at a REIT, let's say, for instance, a hotel REIT. A hotel REIT is going to have pretty much all your major hotel flags, you know, from Hilton, Marriott, Four Seasons, and you name them, your, your major hotel companies, uh, businesses. So it, it, it affords you an opportunity to be in a commercial real estate game, even though you don't have maybe hundreds or, or millions of dollars to go out and buy one of these hotels or a, or a commercial property. What it does is that it enables you to buy a share uh, in those properties by investing in those REITs. And so 
as they reached, some of them paid monthly dividends, mind you. And to, uh, as Paul had mentioned, then there's others that pay your uh, quarterly dividends. But at the end of the year, I mean, during the year, REITs are constantly paying out these dividends and stuff to the shareholders. So if you own one share of a REIT, you and then are you are now thereby an investor in that particular property, an investor in that REIT. And so whatever profits that come from that, they're going to pass it right on back through to you to you. And so what a lot of people and to Paul's point, you know, some people use those uh, those dividends as direct income. OK, and that's fine because dividends are taxed differently. But for others who wants to use utilize um, what, what we know as dollar cost averaging, those dividends that these REITs pay out to you can be reinvested and to buy more shares of stock. So, George, did I cover that? Absolutely. And um, one of the things that um, comes to mind is, you know, opportunity. Okay. So, you know, the, the stock market is going down, up and down. Uh, stocks are lower uh, than they were, you know, a couple of months ago. So, from a investor perspective, how do you guys look at the opportunity of of buying more stock, uh, therefore using what you say dollar cost averaging to your benefit? Well, one of the things I say in is that buy what you understand. Again, I go back to real estate, and while we're on this topic of real estate, real estate has been deemed and uh, has proven over the years to be an excellent inflation hedge all right uh inflation has raised its ugly head now to almost eight percent and so what does that really mean is that eight percent your your whatever we purchase as consumers is going to cost you eight percent more than it did the day before that's really what it means okay and so if you're investing in stock you need to be investing in something that you look at the intrinsic value of what these industries are i take a real estate again Hotels have had a tremendous hit. I'm not investing in hotel REITs. I just use them as an example. Uh, I don't believe that, you know, they're going to come back to the level that they were pre-COVID. Uh, pre, uh, uh, the labor shortages are, are a, a one obstacle. Uh, you have your supply chain shortages and things of that nature. That's another uh, headwind, if you will. So, yeah, while leisure and travel has increased, you're still going to have those two headwinds primarily and which are uncontrollable and pretty much out of our control. So from that aspect, uh, I, I avoid um, hotel REITs. But the ones that I do invest in, which is near and dear to my heart and more importantly to my expertise, are those type of stores or REITs that we shop at all the time. I mean, there's few people that I know that doesn't go to maybe a Sam Club or a Costco or a Burger King or McDonald's or even a, a Best Buy at some point in time. So I look at these major corporations that are buying into those. Well, you have, you know, you look at what's going on with development. There's a lot of single family home development going on. There's a lot of apartment properties being built. So companies that either build those or sell to companies that build them, such as your Best Buys and stuff, their stocks are going up. So if they pay dividends, then I want to I want one of those. And particularly if the dividends is equal to or greater than the inflation rate. So it's just a matter of doing your homework, doing your research and finding out those stocks. And you can Google this stuff online. If you want to know uh, how much dividend uh, Home Depot, let's say, for instance, is paying, it's easy. 
you Google Home Depot, go to their website, either pull up their 10K, 10F form, 10K form, I'm sorry, 10K form, or their annual report is going to show you exactly where their profits are, what they're buying. And so all you do is just mimic that and you buy shares of stock into, you can either buy shares of stock directly in the Home Depot and do it that way. But I think the safest way to hedge your, your bet, if you will, is to buy a REIT. So now you got every REIT, I mean, every company that's, that maybe could be Home Depot's competitors, such as Lowe's and all the rest of them. So. Good point. Um, so, you know, but I just did some quick math. So if I buy an individual stock, um, say Coca-Cola, and I bought it six months ago for 20 bucks. Um, and right now it's, it's selling for, so I just bought one share. And right now it's on the market to say about this drop to like $16 a share. Well, if I buy, if I go and buy another share today at that, at that $16, um, I've just reduced my overall exposure on that stock because now my average cost is $18 for two shares of, of, uh, stock of, uh, Coca-Cola. So here again, with your, your dollar cost averaging, you know, you can look at this as an opportunity to not only uh benefit from the dividends but if you've got some extra cash buy a couple of these uh, you know buy a couple of your favorite stocks therefore reducing your overall exposure and then once it goes up you make some more money what do you think about that george i'm glad you mentioned that for an opportunity there's a cost in everything we do there's an opportunity to make that interest or on the dividends that we talked about now here's the other opportunity is an opportunity not you give up that interest as well by not investing you take that same 18 dollars that you just talked about now that 18 dollars could go up to 20 25 or what have you it could pay a dividend of eight or five percent on that 18 dollars either way you're going to make money on it and putting that 18 dollars into that stock or that REIT versus taking that same 18 dollars and go buying something buying a soda pop or buying a pair of shoes or whatever okay so now you miss the opportunity to make money on that money so when you look at opportunity costs you got to look at it that pendulum swings both ways am i really want to give up the opportunity to possibly double that 18 coca-cola is going to go up as far as i know I'm barring some scandal or something people are going to still drink coke okay so it's going to go back up and so there's no doubt about that. So that $18 could double to $36. And just using simple math, if the dividend is 10%, that's $3.60 that you just made on that same $18 that doubled. Versus you're giving up that $3.60 and going buying something. Now, now you just lost that opportunity. Yeah, we got to get out of that consumer mindset. <laughs> it's all about mindset, baby. <laughs> yes, all about mindset. Definitely, definitely. Hey, this has been great, guys. And I'm, you know, it's good that we talk about, you know, current events because I'm sure that's what this is what's on a lot of people's mind, you know, especially new investors. You know, if you invested uh, a couple of years ago, uh, you're probably understanding this. But if you're a new investor, say you just started investing in, in January, you're probably looking at the market and saying, hey, the market's not my friend because, you know, as quickly as I put money in, it, I'm losing money. But uh, 
it's a roller coaster, folks. You know, it's up and down. It's going to be up and down. But check this out. If you look at history, there's been more up days than down days. And that's all, you, you know, we really want to be concerned about. But, uh, you know, hey, it, it's it's um, it's something you have to look at when you when you get into the stock market. You know, that's this is it's not all upside. Right on that. Well, here's a tidbit before we wrap up is this. Everything you do without educating yourself is risky. So educate yourself. Okay. You want to, <laughs> you can't, you can't always avoid risk, but you can mitigate it. And you can certainly almost eliminate it by just doing what we just said here. Educate yourself. You see her say it all the time. K-E-Y. Keep educating yourself. PC. Yes, sir. It's been it's been a good day. It's been a good uh, we've had a good conversation here. One of the things that uh, that I I learned or have learned for some time, we had a guest on um, that was talking about all the different things that go into his business and how important it is for us to recognize um, the holistic effect of everything. Everything is connected to everything, and we have to we have to come to find out. When we make a decision on something, that's going to affect something else down the line. And is that going to be an adverse effect or is it going to be a positive effect? And it goes right back to what Gary was saying about the keys. As long as we educate ourselves, we can get more positive effects out of, out of things than we can the negative. That's all right. That's exactly. You're, you're exactly right. It's about keep educating yourself. And we want to continue to keep bringing you these broadcasts. Say we're, we're new on Instagram, Crotchetero Man Podcast. Uh, please follow us on Instagram. We're looking at doing some Instagram lives that we can take your questions live and answer some stuff so that we can continue to educate you. And as we, always, we're, we're on your favorite podcast, Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, so uh, look us up, follow us, keep, keep us tuned in because we're going to continue to bring you good information on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. So, uh, hey, look for the crotch of the old man. Hey, go ahead, go ahead and take us out of here, fellas. Well, you know me, I like to always try to have leave you with a nugget or a quote of some, of some sort. So here we go. When you walk with God, the impossible becomes possible. Until we meet Hello. again, see you next week. Same time, same place. Peace. Peace. Right, peace.